Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you with me today. I want to start off today by giving thanks first and foremost to God who has blessed me with the opportunity to do this work where I'm left alone in peace and quiet and I really enjoy my work. I'm able to pay my bills and give a little extra to Open Doors, which I highly recommend. Um, There are a lot of places where you can donate money and 90% of that will do nothing more than give the uh, corporate entity a paycheck. Overhead costs and expenses in less than 10 cents on the dollar actually go to helping people. Open Doors is the opposite of that. 90% or more of what you donate goes directly to people in need, especially Christians around the world, our brothers and sisters, who are starving, who are struggling, who need resources in order to evangelize and share their faith. And it is a privilege to be able to help out and donate to Open Doors. Um, I was donating to Open Doors USA, but because of the exchange rate and the issues with tax returns, I switched that to opendoors.ca here in Canada, and that's working out very well. I I did check, and they are one and the same, and uh, very happy to be able to give towards that. Um, I also want to thank two brothers in Christ, Greg and John, have both reached out to me with a word of encouragement, which I greatly appreciate. I want to thank them very much for that word of encouragement that comes at a time. You know, my Christian walk is not a straight linear progression. There are mountaintops, there are valleys, and I believe sincerely that God allows those mountaintops where praise and devotion and everything else come very naturally, but then He allows us to go into valleys because it's not about who you are on the mountaintop. It's who you are in the valley. Who do you become? How much do you change when you're not being lifted up by the power of God's grace. And over time, I've become more and more resilient to valleys, to be able to stand and walk by faith and not allow my character to change, not allow myself to sink down. And this is the growing process of those who are born again. So today I want to talk about the vaccine And it's really being pushed very, very strongly. And one of the strong proponents right now is Franklin Graham. No, those who haven't heard his name, which are very few, he's the son of Billy Graham, the late great crusader. And one thing, a little bit of history I want to share with you in regards to Billy Graham is that he brought a very different gospel to the world than the gospel that had existed before. Prior to Billy Graham's evangelistic crusades, the gospel was the power of God for salvation. And people brought the gospel to lost, carnal sinners with the understanding that the gospel could utterly transform their lives, that they would become a new person not because they had to learn anything, but by the power of God. That's what the gospel was up until the 1960s when Billy Graham began to evangelize. 
In his crusades, the gospel was no longer the power of God. It was in our hands. We could make a decision. We could pray a prayer. We could choose Christ on our own. And the result of that was that many people made a decision for Christ. I remember hearing these news reports when I was a, a kid in the 70s and 80s about thousands coming to Christ at Billy Graham Crusades. And I want to be clear, these are not wolves in sheep's clothing. These are people who simply believed what they were told. That so long as they knelt down and prayed a prayer, so long as they made a decision for Christ, they would be born again. And absent from the gospel they heard was the life-transforming power of God. And it's to a large part due to the Billy Graham Crusades that the church is in the horrible condition we find it in today. Um, division, really, uh, you know, 18% of young Christians today think there's no problem at all with hooking up. And almost 40% think that hooking up is okay, at least in some circumstances. And that is shocking, horrifying, nauseating to hear, but we have to understand where this is coming from, where the church rapidly deteriorating before our eyes. Why is this happening? Well, it's because through these crusades and through other ministers and evangelists adopting this same gospel of decision, the church has been filled with people who know of Christ, but do not know Christ. So, with that history in mind, I want you to be careful about simply following a man, any man, any person in fact, when the disciples sat down with Jesus in Matthew 24 and said, Lord, what will be the sign of your coming? The very first words out of Jesus' mouth were, see to it that no one deceives you. Be careful, look after, be on guard against deception. Very first thing that Jesus said, and that's something we need to grab onto. And hold on to, see to it that you are not deceived. Deception is the devil's handiwork. He's very good at it. When he lies, he speaks his native language. So one thing we can be assured of is that the devil is lying to us, and the devil is using mainstream media, um, the arts and entertainments, the music culture, and a number of different ways the devil is lying to us and deceiving many. Even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. We need to be very clear that who we're listening to is the Spirit of God and not men. Um, I've been looking among pastors that I look up to and trust for their understanding of the vaccination, and I've been very disappointed at the line they are walking, not wanting to offend, not wanting to take a stand. But here again, I'm thankful to God that I don't have a reputation to protect. I don't have an image or a ministry that I need to take care of. I have the freedom and liberty to say exactly what I believe to be true. And... 
what I believe in my heart to be true is the opposite of what Franklin Graham is telling the masses right now. Now, Franklin Graham has a big name and a lot of influence, and because of what he's saying, thousands and thousands and thousands of Christians are going to drop their guard and receive the vaccination. And this is very, very troubling. In fact, Franklin Graham went on to lecture that pastors who are preaching against the vaccine have to understand that there's a moral responsibility for those who later die of COVID. Now, I don't think Franklin Graham is a wolf in sheep's clothing doing the devil's bidding. He's just a man like me, like us. He's just human, and we get things wrong. And he, I'm sure, is doing what he believes to be the right thing, and I don't want to attack him and call him a Pharisee, a hypocrite, a liar, a deceiver, or anything like that. Merely a man like me who has got something wrong. Um, mainstream media and government offices have been focused on two things. They've been focused first on instilling fear in the masses, fear of COVID. In fact, even though COVID, that, that massive wave of infections we saw in India last week and the week before that were very disturbing and troubling, all of a sudden have disappeared out of the news now that the spike has gone down, now that the numbers are dropping and the wave has passed, they're, they're not even in the news anymore. The world has moved on. There's other things to talk about and focus on right now. Um, but one of the things in the media, they were saying that the... Indian variants of COVID-19 will spread through the unvaccinated like wildfire. So they're again driving the fear narrative, making us afraid. And there are many, many people right now who are terrified of COVID-19. They believe the narrative and they're very afraid. Young people who can't wait to be vaccinated so they'll be safe. And this is purely because of the information they have been given. And the other part that the media and government entities have been really forcing upon us is the idea that the vaccination is the silver bullet and the answer. Once we're vaccinated, everything will go back to normal. It'll be happy days. We'll all be safe. Now, they're totally neglecting a very important part of the whole COVID-19 experience, and that is the treatment of those who have symptoms. And we don't hear anything about it. It's this big void in the narrative. Why is no one talking about the treatment of those who have symptoms? Because we know that COVID-19 treated early on properly, the outcome is almost always really good. But rather people are being sent home and locked up until the symptoms progress to a point of hospitalization where they are in very serious trouble. And this is, I don't know that it's intentional, but, but they are not talking about proper treatment of symptomatic COVID cases. And we know if you follow more than just the mainstream media, we know that hydroxychloroquine, um, ivermectin, remdesivir, vitamin D, there are treatments that are very effective 
in dealing with the symptoms of COVID-19. A study in South America found that if you take ivermectin, you won't get sick. So we have all of these tools at our disposal that could drastically reduce the harm of COVID-19 on the population. And we find the media being absolutely silent. Rather, they're focused on making us afraid and telling us the answer is the vaccine. And just based on that, we can see clearly that the vaccine is a strong agenda. They want everyone vaccinated. And even Billy Graham and other pastors are speaking out that we all need to be vaccinated. And it leaves a lot of people who are on the fence, a lot of people who haven't done their own homework, haven't done their own research, thinking, well, if Franklin Graham says it's okay, it must be okay. Um, I want to give you a tool not just for yourself, but that you'll be able to share with friends, neighbors, family members who might also be considering taking the vaccination. It is a website or really a web page called No Jab For Me. And it's all one word, nojabforme.info. And I really want you to go and bookmark this webpage, it gets updated with new information on a regular basis, and this is the best source of factual information on COVID that I have found to date. I really hope that you'll use this resource not for your own benefit alone, but for your friends, your family, those in your sphere of influence. Uh, let me read the disclaimer at the top of this page. Statements in this site are substantiated with facts that will stand in a court of law. Informed consent requires a flow of information. Um, and, and they really do state clearly that anyone who tries to take this page down or discredit it will be included in a what they're calling Nuremberg II, uh, a lawsuit against government entities, media talking heads who are propagating false information about the COVID vaccine. So this is an important piece of information that I want you to have access to. Again, it's nojabforme.info. You'll see a green header with a faded out syringe in the background, just so you know you're at the right um, page. I'm just going through a construction zone right now. It's a little, little bit difficult to focus. But they have a list of points that you can go through that will reinforce why the vaccine is an absolutely bad idea. First of all, the FDA did not approve Moderna or Pfizer vaccine therapies. Um, and I've seen the information submitted to the FDA in regards to the vaccines, and a number of questions were asked of the vaccine manufacturers. Will it reduce mortality among the older population? The answer, in a roundabout way, is we don't know. You know, they would, the, the sample study group needs to be larger to make a determination. They're very long-winded in how they say we don't know, but that's their answer. We don't know. Will the vaccine reduce the um, ability to contract the vaccine? We don't know. Will the vaccine prevent the spread, the transmission of COVID-19? We don't know. Again and again and again, their answers throughout 
We're simply, we don't know. We don't know what this vaccine is going to do. And this is why the FDA did not give their approval, but rather allowed emergency approval because, well, what else are you going to do? The next point they make, COVID-19 vaccines designed to elicit neutralizing antibodies may sensitize vaccine recipients to more severe disease than if they were not vaccinated. You're opening a door with this vaccine to make other um, viruses more threatening to you. Are people being informed of this? No, they aren't. The next point they make, the clinical trials will be completed in 2023. I didn't know that until I found this website. The clinical trials are ongoing and we're not going to know until 2023. Huh. I think most people believe the clinical trials were done and that we now know the vaccine is safe and effective because those are the words we've been hearing over and over again. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. And here we find out they have no idea. They won't know for another year, more than a year, whether or not it's in fact safe or effective. Just scrolling down through the point, I'm just reading the first little blurb. There's much more information available here. Number three, the FDA and CDC have not revealed to the public over 20 adverse effects, including death, referred to in COVID-19 injections. Now, cover-up doesn't even begin to describe what's going on right now in regards to those who have had very negative reactions to this injection. I told you in the past there was a, a woman who went into my friend's pet food store on a regular basis. She was there every week. One week she came in with help from her husband. She was looking really bad. And three days ago she had received uh, the, the COVID-19 vaccination. Her husband came in the next day to report that she'd been taken into ICU. And the day after that, he came in to tell my friend she's gone. The vaccine had taken her life. But it will not be counted as a fatality due to the COVID-19 vaccination because you have to prove that the COVID vaccination actually killed her. There was a 18-year-old nurse assistant training to be a nurse in a hospital in England who received the AstraZeneca jab. And this is really, really horrifying and, and really makes it clear just how unwilling doctors are to acknowledge the problems with these vaccines. She had a blood clot in her leg and they sent her home. She came back to the hospital uh, with pain in her pelvis they sent her home again six times. She went to the hospital over a course of two months um, until finally they admitted her because her blood oxygen level was so low and her platelet counts were bad, and they found three blood clots in her lungs. Now, thankfully, they were able to treat her and save her life, but it took two months for her symptoms to get severe enough to be allowed into the hospital uh, there was a woman in Edmonton nearby where I live who experienced the same thing. The hospital sent her home, though she was complaining of excruciating headaches, and she died of blood clots in her head. This happened only a couple of weeks ago after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. And 
they will not say that the vaccine killed her. There's no proof that it was the vaccine. In fact, studies have shown that the vaccine, those vaccinated are at least as likely as us to get sick from COVID-19. So much so they've changed the way they count it now. If someone who's been vaccinated tests positive, that doesn't count as COVID positive because they're vaccinated. They've changed the way they're even counting this. You have to be hospitalized or die from COVID-19 to be counted if you're vaccinated, which is ridiculous. They're hiding a problem. They're hiding the fact that the vaccine does not at all prevent you from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. You're as dangerous as anyone else, and it really makes the idea of a vaccine passport laughable. They're of no benefit to anyone. But all of this is being covered up under the rug. I'm not going, I could keep on going through this list, but it's something you have to see. I'm really urging you to go to nojabforme.info, read through the list so that you will have a proper understanding. As they say very clearly at the top, all of this is substantiated, factful information. It will stand up in a court of law, and that's what we want. As children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we love the truth, for Christ is the truth. And the closer we get to the truth, the closer we are to Christ. I love the truth, and I'm willing to listen to any side of an argument and hear what they have to say, because I don't want a narrative. I don't want to choose sides. I want the truth. And as a brother or sister in Christ, I'm sure you're the same. So please check out nojabforme.info and help disseminate this information to as many as possible. Um, Right now, unfortunately, many people are lining up for this COVID vaccine that is going to do immeasurable harm and may in fact taint their genetic code. And in the days of Noah, There was corruption over the face of the whole earth, Uh, a mingling of bloodlines and other weird things going on, and God could withhold his judgment no longer in the face of all of this wickedness, depravity, and immorality. And when I look around me today, guys, that's exactly what I'm seeing. And how much longer will God withhold his indignation? on this world. I really don't think it's that long. Thanks for joining me. God bless you and keep you safe.